Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard and joining me as always is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the tower of terror to my Punjabi prison, Stephen Davidson. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I was bashed by the Great American Bash. <laughs> He's this, is the, this is the show we're doing that's right this that's what we're doing man um welcome to a special episode of positively wrestling one of our bonus episodes um, kind of in place of a regular episode true I'm, this is i'm busy today that's true uh we're unavailable for our normal show uh this week so we're coming at Sorry. you with this uh the special uh retro review of I'm the probably Greater- i'm probably busy meeting tainara conti there you go. There yeah. you go. Yes. Which, hey, I, I, I can't fault you for that. I really right. can't. Yeah. Um, but uh, Great American Bash 2006, uh, basically 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, almost to the day. Almost to the day. Uh, of course, went down at July 23rd, 2006 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Indiana. Can't talk. Indiana. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> Indiana. Uh, at Conseco Fieldhouse. Uh, this was a SmackDown brand pay-per-view. This is when we had the separate. There was SmackDown pay-per-views, Raw pay-per-views. Um, attendance was 9,750 with a buy rate of 227 for you stat freaks out there. 227,000, not 227 people. Yeah, 227,000 people. Yeah, yeah. Um, Woo, that was like, you're you're giving us impact numbers. Impact numbers. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. Uh, It's a good product, though. I swear it's a good product. Um, It's not bad. No. Uh, But yeah, we're going to be taking a look at this one. We each uh, got to rewatch this here recently. And uh, overall, it was a fun show. Um, there are some parts that uh, hmm, definitely haven't aged well. <laughs> I'm scrunching which, my face, they which we're going to get into. Um, of course, we, I guess this was a uh, on heat, I guess, or pre-show. Uh, we had Funaki and Simon Dean kicking things off, uh, or a dark match. I I I, I don't know. Uh, I didn't. This it wasn't, wasn't on the pay-per-view proper one or the yeah, other. Yeah, we didn't get to rewatch that. Um, but Funaki beat Simon Dean. That. That's how you know your career is headed in the right direction. That's right. When you're losing to show Funaki. <laughs> I love Funaki. I do too, but He's he didn't awesome. win many matches. No, no. Poor <laughs> Simon Dean, man. Yeah. Poor yeah. Simon I Dean. I still like the character. It was one of those characters. Like we've been talking lately about how we need more characters. And mm-hmm. that, that was one of those characters. And it was silly and it was goofy, but he he leaned into it and he made it fun, I thought. Yeah, is this when he was doing the um like the like the personal wellness kind of yeah. guy, the yep. self-improvement guy? Yep. I always like that. Um yep. loved him in ECW. Uh Nova. Nova. Yeah. Especially Hollywood Nova with the BWO. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, but kicking off the show, um Paul London, Brian Kendrick, 
taking on the Pitbulls. This is for the WWE Tag Team Championship. Now, the Pitbulls were Jamie Noble and Kid Cash. Yeah, we need to mention that because I didn't remember them. <laughs> I had no memory of them as a tag team. None. I, I didn't remember them as a tag team because at first when I was watching, I was like, okay, there's there's Jamie Noble. And I was like, oh, that's Kid, that's Kid Cash. Like they have a name? <laughs> okay. Right. They had a name. That's That was my <laughs> thought, too. I No memory of this whatsoever. None. <laughs> and Match- I remember stuff. You've heard me on the show. Yes, yes. No memory. You uh, Of the two of us, you are definitely more of the historian when it comes to the details. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, match went about 13 and a half. Uh, of course, London and Kendrick are your WWE Tag Team Champions at the end of it. They defeat the Pitbulls. Uh, I like the sequence at the end. I thought the sequence was very good. This is a, it's a nice high energy match. Which it was. The, the match was fine. Uh, I, London, the crowd liked London and Kendrick. Uh, they weren't super over, it didn't seem, at mm-hmm. the time. Uh, I don't think the crowd really cared one or the other about Noble and Kid Cash. Yeah. Uh, so there wasn't a whole lot of energy from the crowd for this match, but the match itself was fine. The, the finish saw London hit a drop salt, which is a drop kick that he just completes in a moonsault form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Kendrick with was there a sunset roll. flip. Yeah. yeah. Sunset flip uh, to get the three count, which was cool. Uh, and it worked. Yeah. I had no, no complaints about the match itself. It just didn't really have any heat to it. Yeah. Um, I want to say this. I think a lot of people skip over and just to highlight Jamie Noble is one heck of a good hand in the ring. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Talk about a guy that saddled with, you know, the kind of redneck gimmick in mm-hmm. WWE. Uh, there was well, he's from near where we grew up. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a Southern boy, so he comes at it honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, the thing they had with him and Nidia, I always enjoyed that. I thought they mm-hmm. were fun together. Yeah, um, but I don't think he gets enough credit because he was such a good performer. Well, now he's an agent. And yeah, so he he he's got a good mind for a wrestling match. Like he can he can help them put matches together, and and uh, yeah, I never had any issues with him as as a wrestler. He 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 didn't do the stuff that I complain about now. The you know over the top, hard to believe. Yeah, you could do that in a real competition. He, he wasn't was guilty of any of that. Grounded type wrestler, very mm-hmm. technical, which was mm-hmm. was refreshing for one his size. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. a div- in a division of all flippy doodahs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's the formal. That's the, the formal terminology. Term, yeah, flippy doodahs. Mm-hmm. Flippy doodahs. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> what do you think of Kid Cash? Uh, I never really cared one or the other, even when he was in ECW, uh, which is where I mostly remember him from. Mm-hmm. I've kind of forgotten he had a brief WWE run. Um, I, I I remembered it when I saw him here, but I, I did not remember them as a tag team with a name. The yeah. Pitbulls, nothing. It, even seeing it didn't didn't bring it back. I mean, when but, I think of the Pitbulls, I think ECW. Yeah, and they didn't even have names. They didn't have individual names. They were yeah. Pitbull number one and Pitbull number, number two. two. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think of too. Yeah, it, yeah. So they must not have had a very long run. They certainly didn't make an impression. Yeah. As a um, team. As a team. Uh, to As of note, uh, there are a couple matches that were kind of changed last second for this pay-per-view. Uh, the next one in, in particular, it was supposed to be Finley 
uh, Regal and Bobby Lashley in a uh, triple threat for the United States Championship. Lashley was pulled out of the match due to elevated enzymes in his liver, uh, which was a precursor, I think they said, to syphilis, maybe? Uh, uh, to uh, hepatitis. Hepatitis. I'm sorry, hepatitis. Um, That's and, a different thing. Yeah, big difference there. Uh, <laughs> but he and the great colleague. I'm going to tell Ashley if I ever <laughs> meet him <laughs> that you suggested. Well, I mean, recently he's been hanging out with all them ladies. I, you don't know. You just don't Tim know. said that, not me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he and uh, the great Kali both had to be pulled out of their respective matches and replaced. And super crazy wasn't supposed to be on this card, but he had the same issue. Yes. At the time. Um, and then also uh, the big show was supposed to be a part of the card in another match, but he got hurt kind of last second at Saturday night's main event, I think show. Um, and cause he was supposed to be wrestling Batista instead of Mr. Kennedy. And Mr. Kennedy was a last second replacement due to injury. Um, but big show made his way onto this card. Anyway, big, did I say big show? You said big show. Who did you mean? No, Mark Henry. Okay. Okay. Mark Henry yeah, you said was big pulled. show. I'm sorry. Mark okay. Henry was supposed to face Batista. Mark mm-hmm. Henry was pulled uh, due to injury. And Kennedy was replaced in uh, last second. But the triple threat match just becomes a singles match. Uh, They don't replace um, Bobby Lashley in this match. Uh, Finley ends up defeating William Regal in uh, about 14 minutes. Yeah, Teddy Long came out at the beginning and made a singles match for a change. How about that? I know. It's like opposite day. (laughs) Right. Um, And I've always loved Finley and always loved William Regal. Oh, my goodness. I didn't dig this match, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I love these two, but this match was not not their best. <laughs> no, it was heel versus heel. and Hard just, for the crowd to be into. Yeah, there was no one for the crowd to get behind. And it it went kind of long, like almost 14 minutes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, both Finley and Regal were very good grapplers with a realistic map-based style. And that's fine as long as you're in there with somebody else who has a more a, a bit more personality mm-hmm. and more charisma. And neither of these guys in the context of a wrestling match had much of that. Right. Especially um, not at this point. Yeah. The biggest reactions during this match went to Hornswoggle. Yes. <laughs> Who didn't even have a name yet. So he was brand new mm-hmm. and he was ch- chasing Regal around and, <laughs> and throwing in shillelaghs and yeah, causing all sorts of chaos. The crowd liked that and they really didn't care about anything else that was going on here. Yeah. Cause like I say, the previous match, uh, the tag match, at least you've got high energy stuff going on. So 13 and a half minutes doesn't feel as long. And they eventually, the crowd was not into it at first, but they eventually did win the crowd over in that tag title match. Yes. But here you got two guys that the the energy is low because the crowd doesn't really want to cheer either of these guys. And that just makes it drag on even longer. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, unfortunately, that one gets kind of a thumbs down. (laughs) They they got a boring chant. Yes. (laughs) That. If that says anything. (laughs) And the commentary team tried to explain it away to their credit. Yeah, <laughs> um, they they acknowledged the boring chant, but they just they when when those happen these days, they just ignore them. They don't 
they don't yeah. acknowledge, but they acknowledged here and tried to explain it away. Um, but yeah, so Finley cheats. Yeah. Uh, Hornswoggle throws Regal's boot, which had been taken off, to Finley, and Finley hits Regal with his own boot, and then hooks the hooks the trunks too. Yeah. Uh, to to get the three count. So uh, so much for that friendship. I never understood the whole hitting them with the boot and that being an effective form of an of a foreign object because. Right. You get drop kicked and kicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the difference? What's the difference? In fact, I, drop kick would hurt more. I would. Yes. Think. Yeah. Because the foot is in there, and there yes. are bones in the foot, <laughs> and there's a, an actual force behind it. Yeah. Just yeah. hitting somebody with a boot, you're hitting them with a rubber sole. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, got to suspend the disbelief. I guess. I suppose. <laughs> From yeah. time to time. Well, it was the the, the trunks pull that really did it. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to uh, uh, Gregory Helms and uh, take it on Matt Hardy. And this would kind of spark uh, or, or continue a feud that these two had going on. Um, Gregory Helms, of course, had dropped the hurricane gimmick and was just serious Gregory Helms. Did not go well. No, <laughs> no, it did not. They, they they pointed out here that at this point, and maybe even after this, I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up, and I didn't. He was the longest reigning WWE Cruiserweight Champion of all time. I didn't even remember that he had ever been Cruiserweight <laughs> Champion. <laughs> now, Again, to, be, to yeah. be fair, I did know that he was Cruiserweight. Okay, <laughs> see, I didn't even remember that. So somebody else who just didn't make much of an impression. Once you're the Hurricane, which worked, yeah, people don't want to see you go back to yeah. to something that's not as dynamic. I mean, Hurricane was over like Rover. It was just such a good gimmick, and the crowd was into it. It's like Gold Dust trying so hard to drop the Gold Dust gimmick. Yeah. several times and it never worked we loved gold dust that's what we wanted people wanted the hurricane they didn't want gregory helms or shane helms for yeah that. And, and even now with uh with dustin in AEW, there's still elements of that gold dust character even though yeah. he doesn't call himself yeah gold they dust. can't call him gold dust but he's still got the face paint and, yeah and he, yeah he's 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 definitely invoking the spirit of gold dust yes. as much as he can um, but here, just going from the hurricane to plain old Gregory Helms, and Gregory's not a good name for a wrestler. No, let's just let's just say that that doesn't work. Uh, yeah, this just this this whole thing didn't work. Didn't yeah. work. The match again was fine. It wasn't special. It was all right. Um, eh, because it I mean, was uneventful. Because I mean, relating to the <laughs> name Gregory and not a good name for say like, okay. You can't see them, but there's three guys. You have to you have to wrestle one of them based on the name alone, and you don't want to get your ass kicked. There's Lashley, Braun, the Undertaker, Undertaker, <laughs> Braun, Gregory. <laughs> right, right. I'm picking Gregory because yeah. he sounds like somebody I might be able to hold my own with. <laughs> right, right. And again, we like shane helms yes yes both of us um i've mentioned before he's one of the best wrestling twitter follows you're gonna find yes um and he, he he's an agent too and he knows he knows he understands the business but just as himself he just couldn't click and he couldn't make that connection with the crowd yeah um like i say this is you know it's kind of a standard match wasn't great wasn't yeah horrible uh went uh about 11 and a half helms ends up picking up the victory over matt 
Um, and yeah, and then they continued to feud even past this, I think, all the way into SummerSlam, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but uh, next up, uh, Undertaker was, again, scheduled to take on uh, the Great Kali in a Punjabi prison match. And the first ever Punjabi prison match. The first ever. Right. And of course, Kali had to be pulled from it, which makes it like, okay, why are we even still doing this match right. <laughs> if he's not in it? Yes. Um, there's a big show attacks Undertaker backstage. And so Teddy Long comes out and says, fine, you're going to take on the Undertaker instead. Um, and they had this whole running thread where Kali wanted the match now. Yeah. You want to start it now. <laughs> and, and then he doesn't even get to do it at all. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> just an all time backfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I'm sorry. This is one of my most hated gimmick matches. The Punjabi prison is just like I, even rewatching it, I was almost confused. I'm like, what are the rules? <laughs> you have to get out the yeah. door and then you got 30, 50 stack. No, now this door. What? Yeah. So, so if you, if you, if you aren't familiar, so Punjabi prison match, here's how it works. There are two cages essentially made out of what looks like what bamboo or something like yes. that because it's India. So there you go. Um, and the internal cage is set up on the apron mm-hmm. and each side has a door. And you can call for the door to be open at any point, but each door can only open one time and it will only open for 60 seconds. So if you aren't out in that 60 seconds, that door closes and will not open again for the rest of the match. So if you get through all four doors and you have not escaped, then you're forced to go over the top in order to escape that first cage. The second exterior cage has no doors. You have to go, over the top to win at least that's what they suggested to us yes um so so the escaping both cages wins um in theory yeah it's it's convoluted and a little complicated um you could do some fun stuff with it but it's a punjabi prison match and the guy from punjabi india from punjab india isn't even in it yeah um (laughs) what and you know, to do some really fun stuff with it, you need people besides Big Show and The Undertaker. Yeah. Um, now, one thing I did like is Big Show had escaped. Actually, they both escaped the first cage. And the last door was about to close. And Big Show threw Undertaker back in the ring right before that door closed. I thought that was clever. Yeah. So that Undertaker had to go over the top. But then... As Undertaker is climbing over the top, he realizes, oh, I can just step over to the top of the second cage. (laughs) So that backfired a little bit on Mm -hmm. Big Show because Big Show was trying to climb from the bottom. So they did some clever things with it, but these were not the two guys. Undertaker, a great, an all-time great, but he was not the kind of wrestler that could take someone bigger than him to a great match. Yeah, And, and to be fair... This match probably ended up being a lot better than the match we would have gotten. Yeah. No offense to the great Kali. I think he, he's hilarious. I've loved him in his acting forays. And the and worst he, wrestler of all time. Yeah. Uh, you know, but he's not as mobile as the big show. So I, I just don't, I can't imagine this being a more entertaining match with him in it. I told you I saw the great Kali in an airport one time. Did I not? I think so. 
but, yeah, I was, it was, uh, I think an airport in Texas. I was on my way back from Hawaii okay. and I was getting to my gate and, uh, one of the little carts from the airline zoomed past me and sitting on the back of it was a great collie <laughs> <laughs> because he couldn't move fast enough yeah. to get to his gate. So they had to drive him around on a cart. Well, not but, what I was expecting, by the way, when I heard that cart coming up behind me. Plus, at his size, and I, I believe I've even read about this, like his wheels just ain't great. Right. So, I'm so sure why are you putting him in a match where he has to climb stuff? Yeah, just didn't make sense. Uh, just so you could make this new gimmick match, basically. Right. And he didn't even get to be in it. Right. Uh, <laughs> but went probably a lot longer than it should have, 21 <laughs> and a half minutes. <laughs> Definitely. Undertaker bled. Yes, uh, color up. It didn't matter much. No, uh, the match was slow and it was plotting and also uneventful. Although Undertaker did do a superplex to Big Show. Now that was that was impressive. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, so you know they tried. They definitely they tried. Tried. Um, I tell you, but I mean the fans seemed receptive to mm-hmm. the match at least in in attendance anyway. The live crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Undertaker ends up winning uh, against the Big Show in this kind of jobby. I mean, officially, match. yeah. But I mean, the finish: Undertaker body presses Big Show through the exterior wall. They crash through the wall, mm-hmm. and then, but in completing the body press, technically, Big Show hits first. That's true. That's true. This and it's kind of oh, and actually we're gonna we're gonna fast forward a little bit to something a little different. Um, recently, there was um, I guess I think it was NXT did that battle royal, and the person went outside and hopped around on one foot. Oh, uh, Angel Garza was doing that. Or Angel Garza did it. Yeah, on Raw. Yeah, um, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely like it was cool when you used it kind of when it was unexpected and kind of the first time and it was like a gimmick like oh he kept his feet on the ring steps i think kofi Mm -hmm. kept both of his feet on the ring steps and his hands were on the mat it's like okay or the walking around on the hands that kind of thing but i'm sorry once a foot has hit and you're literally standing on that foot on the outside you're out (laughs) yeah it doesn't need to be two you're done (laughs) yeah Uh, i think i've mentioned that my solution to that would be both feet have to hit the floor or you have to lose complete contact with the ring. Yes, I agree. Um, and, and we, and we've seen the over to the barrier or the announce table, then back to the ring spot enough now to where, you know, we're over that. Let's mm-hmm. keep it with, you have to keep contact with the ring in some form. I agree. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, but I, big show should have technically won this match. Yes. Uh, because he was out first. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and to WCW's credit, earlier, several years earlier, when they, uh, well, excuse me, I won't say they, I will say when Vince Russo stupidly put the title on himself mm-hmm. in that cage match and then Goldberg speared him out of the cage, mm-hmm. and that's how Russo won, they at least did mm-hmm. that right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as in relation to this. Right. Um, <laughs> the belt on Russo, definitely not right. But <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, that rule, they yes. applied it correctly. They applied the, the rule correctly there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
Yeah, this match, <laughs> again, kind of middle of the road. The longest match on the show. Yes, definitely the longest match on the show by five minutes, mm-hmm, at least. Almost, yeah. Um, but next is, uh, oh, man. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Man, let's, I mean, this is just, I, uh, cringe is not a, you can't say the mm-hmm. word cringe enough. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. this was a fatal four-way brawn panties match. Now, the brawn panties match was a staple around this time um, for several years in the WWE, and I get it. A, a relic of the Attitude Era is what this was. Yes. Um, uh, sex sells. I get it. All four of these women, very attractive, not taking anything away from that. If women are your thing, you're going to find somebody here who does it for you. Yes. Ashley Mazzaro, Crystal Marshall, Jillian Hall, and Michelle McCool. So that it's like okay you've got the relic and we we've got the okay rewatching this is kind of hard because it is a very sexist match yeah jbl is so appalling on commentary during the course of this match that i uh almost want to turn the volume down yeah it's it's so bad, and some of the comments I'm just like you talk about stuff that just would not fly. Yeah, today. Yeah, I oh man, he may have just been doing his part to try to get the match over. I, you know, and I, 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 and, I yeah. and I'm sure he's he's being instructed, right? You know, to say certain things and being told it's okay to go there. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's all JBL's fault, right? But just his commentary in a box is very very bad (laughs) yeah Um, yeah i will say in winning the match ashley massaro i'm pretty sure she won because she was trained for this match by bruno san martino i think ah yes yes Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and uh the 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 ring announcing was danny hodge they brought danny hodge in to do the ring announcing it was yeah yeah so you know maybe we're wrong maybe we're wrong (laughs) maybe we're wrong but then the added salaciousness at the end of course Mazzaro wins. She's celebrating, and her and Jillian are having a moment. And then she tells tells Jillian to get up on the corner, and she rips Jillian's pants off, and then Jillian rips her skirt off, and it's like, ooh, yeah, the crowd not really into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really, mean, it, no reaction. Um, well, and two two reasons for that. I think I think this had we had just seen Mickey James and Trish Stratus at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. just a few months before this like that's what we wanted and i think i think in general the audience had moved past this type of match yeah and i mean especially when you look at the people in here michelle mccool she was she was doing like a naughty teacher gimmick here she yeah i, the, uh, I was gonna say the the second thing is i don't think any of these people were over yeah um I mean, Jillian Hall maybe over as kind of a heel because she was coming off the assistant to JBL gimmick. Yeah, maybe, um, but not like one that th- they knew who she was. But yeah. I don't think she was over. Yeah, the crowd wasn't into her. Um, yeah, Crystal Marshall. I'm just like, who? <laughs> I remembered her, but she didn't do much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then Ashley Mazzaro uh, was definitely one that they they had a lot of faith in, and they want mm-hmm. they were trying to push, obviously. Yeah. Um, and later on, you know, we would see that she actually could go in the ring decently. Um, well enough. Yeah. And of course, she like had say, a title shot title match with Molina at WrestleMania 23 the following year. Yeah. And of course, Michelle McCool went on to be, I mean, 
one of the best female wrestlers probably of her of her era. era. Yeah. yeah. Um and very sound in the ring. But uh, at this time they were just four girls from yeah. the Diva Search. Yeah. That was that was basically who they were. And yeah. so that that they didn't have characters. They didn't I mean Michelle was trying. She had a gimmick. I wouldn't call it a character. Yeah. So there was nothing for the crowd to latch onto, especially if this was the type of match that we're gonna be having. Yeah. Um, and I even, felt bad for them. I felt bad for them watching this. Yes, uh, on many levels. Yeah, <laughs> I felt mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, yeah, every I, level. But again, any level you can come up with, felt bad for them on that level. But luckily, it is the shortest match on the card. It's five yeah. minutes, done and done. Um, let's move forward and get past it because it's just oh man. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the stripper comments from JBL not good. Not yeah, good. yeah. Um. Let's see. Next, of course, we had Batista was supposed to be taking on Mark Henry. Mark Henry out uh, for injury. So, Mr. Kennedy! Kennedy! (laughs) Gets replaced in there. Um, And this is just brutal. (laughs) Yeah, it it doesn't go too long, but they they beat the crap out of each other for that eight and a half minutes. Yes. Uh, Kennedy colors up. And bleeds a lot. And yeah, like flare level. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Flare level of blood. It's a bloody one. Um... I didn't even catch how it happened. Uh, yeah, I and I went back because I remember I, as I was rewatching it last night. I think I like looked down for a second, looked mm-hmm. back, and he's just. And it's a pretty good gash across his yeah. hairline. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know if he bladed. I don't. I, I got the sense it was hard way, yeah. but I, I don't know for sure. Because uh, a lot of times when they're when it's that gusher like that, typically that's a hard way, yeah, rather than a blade job. Um, unless you're Bret Hart. Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I always like Mr. Kennedy. Batista, of course, was coming into his own and was over like Rover at this point. And he would go well, on. Well, he'd been, he'd been champion yeah. at this point. Yeah. I mean, he was he, kinda, he was established. He was a main event guy. He was on his way back to trying to regain mm-hmm. uh, the World Heavyweight Championship, which he does at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Kennedy, again, one of the – well, I mean, some of it was him – uh, some of it was definitely, as we've heard, was people not liking him, specifically mm-hmm. Randy Orton. Yeah. One of the reasons he was let go uh, because of friction there. Yeah. Um, but I always liked Mr. Kennedy. I liked his I liked his charisma. I was really into him here and for a little while after this. And then it got to the point where, I and I think I mentioned this on the show before, I, I recognized that we weren't getting anything new from him. Yeah. And it was the same shtick every time, both on the on the mic and in the ring. And I, I started cooling off on him at that point. But um, what he had to offer was good. He just didn't have a whole lot of different things to offer. Yeah. Um, but he definitely excelled in what he did. And yeah, the the, the finish of this match kind of eh, hurts it a little bit. I mean, Batista just gets disqualified for choking him in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a know-nothing finish there. Yeah. Uh, and as and I, we've talked about, there there have been great matches with non-finishes. Um, sometimes a, a non-finish doesn't hurt it, but I hear it did. Yeah, and I, I think they were, you know, they were trying to protect Mr. Kennedy to some extent. Um, so they didn't take a loss. And, you know, being beat by disqualification doesn't hurt the person who's getting disqualified typically. Right. Yeah. So it didn't matter to Batista. Um, but yeah, it just felt, it, for being the, you know, uh, the penultimate match mm-hmm. on the card, 
to have a, a match in by disqualification like that was kind of just uh yeah kind of deflating and um, before the match kennedy is interviewed by Oh, doing backstage interviews for the show. The Miz. Oh, The Miz. The Miz. Oh. Doing the backstage interviews when they were trying to figure out what to do with The Miz. (laughs) (laughs) And at that point, they were like, well, he shouldn't be a wrestler. (laughs) So he was doing, yeah, crazy. For some reason, I was flashing to WrestleMania um, where Big Show took on... um, uh the boxer oh mayweather mayweather and cardassian kim cardassian interviewed kennedy <laughs> for some oh. reason i was flashing at that even though i was like i know it's not this show but right i completely blocked out that that was a miss yeah <laughs> interviewed him before the match oh my goodness oh yeah and that was it i think the next year during great american bash uh in an equally kind of salacious moment, there's girls with bikinis in the ring, and then the the one uh, larger dude in the thong is dancing, and oh, is oh gra- um, he's blindfolded and grabs his chest and sees who it is, and ah, oh, falls back. Call him. I know who you're talking about. He, yeah, he was actually uh, Krista Joseph. He was one of the writers. Yeah. Um, but I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on what they called him on camera. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it'll come to me. Yeah. When I was doing uh, research uh, for this retro review, uh, some clips from 2007 popped out, and that was one of them, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but also at how young The Miz looked. <laughs> yeah. Long as he looked like a baby for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, main event of the night, King Booker. Versus Ray Mysterio. Ray, Ray was the champion, of course, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, Queen Charmel there. Booker and King Booker, some of his best character work ever. Um, Probably his best. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> he, ha- he hams it up. Mm, yeah. So good. Um, man. <laughs> this match was, and it's, this is probably the highlight of the night. Oh, for sure. For sure. This match is highlighted of the night. It's the best match of the night. Both of them do great. Goes almost 17 minutes. Um, good back and forth. We get a run in. Chavo Guerrero kind of coming after Ray, which allows King Booker to pick up the victory and become the world heavyweight champion. Uh, after the match, the celebration, what really said was a. Uh, Charmel bordering on annoying. <laughs> oh, that was her. That was her thing. She she didn't do it going to the ring, but I, after this, she started to. She would just uh, constantly. Yeah. If, the, if if his music was playing, she was saying "All hail King Booker" over, over and, and over and over until the music stopped or they were out of the arena, um, and it worked. It, yeah. it worked. Um, look, objectively speaking, she was a good-looking woman. Oh, yeah. It is very difficult to get an audience full of mostly straight guys to boo a good-looking woman. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she was able to do that really spoke to her understanding of wrestling psychology. And a very simple way to do it. Yeah. Very simple. She didn't have to do anything crazy. 
if you go back just a few years and uh, it echoes the Lana and Rusev kind of thing, talk about, and that's an example to where a lot of them wouldn't boo Lana. They loved Lana. Mm-hmm. She was that blonde bombshell that everybody, all the guys were like, woohoo, Lana. Uh, they hated Rusev, but <laughs> Lana would get the cheers. And here again, Charmel had the the wherewithal and the know how to get herself hated yep. and to be that annoying shrill. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah. And to carry that over onto Booker. Yes. I think she was as responsible for his heel heat as he was. And I'm not saying he didn't do his part. He definitely did. Yes. Um, but she helped. Yes. The definitely. two together were an amazing package. Agreed. Um, they would have a return match, I believe, on SmackDown um, the following week or a couple weeks after Booker would retain again uh, with another run in from Chavo uh, because Booker would go on to face Batista, who would tell him on SmackDown, thanks for keeping that belt warm for me. And Batista would eventually pick it up at SummerSlam. Um, but yeah, Rey Mysterio, Rey's always awesome. Um, yeah. He was booked as the weakest champion ever, yeah. though. It was, it was fr- like, I like Ray. I've always liked Ray, but I was never a Ray super fan. But even I was getting frustrated with how he was booked as champion constantly, constantly losing clean in non title matches mm-hmm. to everybody. Because he did, he, he picked up the belt at Mania this year, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, in the again, triple threat with yeah. Gordon and Angle. Yeah. After uh, winning the Rumble. After winning the Rumble, yeah, uh, but yeah, one of the weakest champions. And again, it's and it's still true today, but it was very true back then. The the lack of faith in a smaller guy or right. the smallest guy. I mean, if you really yeah. want to it, the smallest guy on the roster um, from Vince, just you know, not really. I mean, he recognized Ray was over mm-hmm. and was a draw, obviously, or he wouldn't have put the strap on him, right? But to have him have a long title reign because I mean, with the losses and how he was booked and not, it was, even though it was, he had it for a few months, he was still basically a transitional champion mm-hmm. to get it to Booker who in turn was a transitional champion to get it to Batista. Mm-hmm. But of course, at this time we had much more frequent title changes. It felt yeah, uh, in the product on both sides on Raw and SmackDown um, just with trying to, boost ratings and audience engagement. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes the fallback as well. If there's title changes, the crowds will be more into it as opposed to a nice, good, long title reign. The theory being it makes it more unpredictable. You don't yes. know that the champion's really going to retain. You don't feel confident. So yeah, you'll pay to watch. Yeah. I, I like, I like a long title reign. Yeah. I like an established like this guy. I mean, most recently, Roman Reigns on current product. He's held it for about a year now. Yeah. Um, And has done great with the whole head of the table and and the family gimmick as of recording of this episode. (laughs) You know, hey, because you never know what can happen on WWE. Right. Um, But uh, all signs at this point in time point to him and. Cena, of course, at SummerSlam this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so I mean, uh, this was a middle-of-the-road pay-per-view. Yeah, and I want to talk about Chavo, too, for a second. Oh, he, yeah. He comes in at the end, and he pretends he's going to hit Booker with the chair. 
Ah. And then blasts Ray with a chair shot, a head shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was brutal. It was a solid, solid shot. Um, I, I never cared for this run of Chavos, this heel run of Chavos. I felt, and I don't know that this was the intent. In fact, I'd be shocked if it was the intent. But I felt like his entire run here was using Eddie's memory to get himself over. Yeah. He was never really over before Eddie passed. Yeah. Um, He had a spot, but... He was over with Eddie. Yeah. As a team. Yeah. Um, But yeah, on his own, unfortunately, yeah, it seems like Eddie's passing and how they wrap that into it is how he got over. Yeah. His entire career was linked to Eddie. Yes. Uh, he never really did anything without some sort of reference to Eddie. And I, that just always, again, I don't, I'm not saying it was the intention. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Or oh that. no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I just think even maybe, you know, that's just the way it happened or whatever. It just never really sat well with me. I didn't, I didn't care for it. It just mm-hmm. felt weird to me. Yeah, this and uh, we did um, what No Mercy 2005 not long ago. Yes. Um, so it's from the same era. And I mentioned on that show, this is not my favorite era of, yeah. of WWE. Like, uh, I never bought merch for anybody on this show. <laughs> Maybe Undertaker when he was new. Um, but uh, yeah, so like none of my all time favorites are on this show. Um, most of the matches, uh, I guess only the last two matches really had people that I kind of liked on both sides that I was interested in watching. And even then, not to the point where any of them are all-time favorites. So, eh, for me, I, yeah, I, I found myself struggling to get through this one. Yeah. Um, but if you like this roster, yeah, you, know, you wouldn't feel that way. It's just... This isn't my favorite period. And I agree with that. I'm kind of the same way of, of the people on this card. Like I, yeah, I would have owned a Mr. Kennedy shirt. I just never bought one. Yeah. But he was probably the one that I was into the most mm-hmm. out of this roster. Um, at the time. I agree. At the time. Yeah. At the time I was too. Yeah. He'd be my, my top one at the time. But, but yeah. So yeah, just kind of middle of the road. I would say, I mean, if I was, Giving it an out of ten rating, I probably a four. Yeah, <laughs> just slightly under yeah. average. <laughs> Mostly due to the last two matches. Yeah, which, which give it a bump. The, the the tag match was fine too. Yeah, tag match was fine. But as far as just watching and being just into it, it right. just didn't have a lot of that that fervor that you want. Um, yeah. Like most recently, Money in the Bank, uh, yeah. which we're, we're not gonna talk about anything that happened there but just the overall feeling i was really into it yeah i think today's product is better than what we saw here yes i was i was way more invested in in the most recent money in the bank pay-per-view uh than going back and watching this one and i think even at the time in 2006 i don't think i was as into this no no i wasn't either but you know like if you're if you were a kid at this point and you were just getting into wrestling like this is your time oh yeah so you're gonna love this so you know it's a matter of perspective Oh yes, oh yes, but uh, yeah. So that's that's our retro review of the Great American Bash 2006. I'm, and I'm curious. I'm curious uh, with the intro. Of course, I was the Punjabi prison, and you were the Tower of Terror. Do you know what that is a reference to? Uh, I mean, Tower of Terror is is the the ride at 
at Hollywood Studios in Disney World. It was also the gimmick match at the 1988 Great American Bash. Oh. Was the Tower okay. of Terror. And is often referred to as one of the worst booked main events of all time. <laughs> right. I didn't According remember to that. Jim Ross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just a, that was just a little bit of trivia in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, find something you loved here? Um, hmm. Something I loved during this show. <laughs> it was kind of tough. For me, it was Charmel. Just, oh, yeah. just going over the top with her all hail King book. And, you know, she did it regularly from this point on, uh, but she was just so good at it and just so earnest yeah. with it. And she just committed to it with a smile on her face. And yeah. 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 No, that's great. Uh, for me, uh, if not uh, Charmel, it would just be because I was such a fan of the time revisiting Mr. Kennedy. I always loved mm-hmm. his intro shtick. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was always good. Um but yeah, it was hard to find something really, really lovable on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it was really bad. Some of it was just kind of there. And then a little bit of it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's our retro review. Um, hmm. Wonder what the next one we're, we're going to review is. Uh, it'd be fun. If you have suggestions of uh, a show you'd like us to retro review let us know uh, of course you can find us on twitter and facebook we'll give you those deets in just a second anything you want to close out with sir about the great uh, american bash 2006 not about the bash uh sorry we missed you this week but you know we're doing stuff but we'll be back next week yep most definitely and like i said you can find us on twitter at plus wrestlecast that's p-l-u-s wrestlecast you can find me at timothy k you can find steven at bizarro doom and search for the positively wrestling podcast on facebook you can send us a message a like share subscribe everything from there and you can download the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform we're pretty much everywhere you guys have a great weekend we will see you next week right here on positively wrestling matane